Putin, Zelensky, Biden, NATO, and Eastern Europe at war. You are listening to continuing coverage of war in Ukraine on The John DePietro Show. AM 1380, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Listen live online at DePietro.com. Let's go live now to the border of Ukraine and John DePietro. Well, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at the website, which is dipietro.com. It is Wednesday, and as you just heard, I was in uh, Ukraine uh, <clears throat> for a good part of the day. Now, Ukraine is seven hours ahead of Rhode Island time, so get there in the morning. Um, and, and when I'm out of there... If you'd like to see, I will push post the footage later on the website, topetro.com. But um, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the fact that the Russian army, or as they're really called, the Putin killers, as they are uh, being moved out of the capital, there's definitely a feeling, as much as the bombing is continuing, the fact that some of the troops are coming out of the capital, I notice tremendous enthusiasm from the from the ukrainian people from a lot of the people i was interviewing now listen <clears throat> some of the people and especially those who are in uh the southern part of the country so, uh, some of the places you've heard kirsten maripol even the the capital but for those people a lot of the people that are in fact leaving are just because they're um what do you have there oh no thank you i just had one thank you though delicious folks they're passing out ham and cheese sandwiches um <clears throat> Um, where was I? Oh, yes. But uh, for a lot of those people, they just have no choice because their home and their business was bombed out. Uh, but make make no mistake about it. They, there is definitely a feeling that this is a winnable situation. You don't have I don't think you have a, a motivated Russian army. And some of the things that we're hearing and I know some people aren't going to like it. But some of the things you're hearing is just the Russian military. They're going into homes. They're taking food. They're abusing uh, women and children, um, sexually assaulting many of the, uh, the females, uh, assaulting some of the children. Um, <clears throat> they, they, they don't seem exactly, they don't have the same fire that the Ukrainian military has. So uh, I want to just come back to, if you, you go back to this thing, folks, where, you know, President Zelensky was asking, you know, close the, close the, close the skies and um, no fly zone uh, the the only way that Putin is being uh, successful right now or effective I should say probably a better word is just because they they are still able to do the the long-range bombing uh, the Ukrainian people they just don't have the type of equipment that you need there's certain type of equipment you would need in order to shoot those planes that they're so high up out of the sky let, let alone also if they had missile defense um if you've seen some of the damage that the missiles do so folks again it's the john DePietro show and this is uh we are midway now week four of our coverage you know i just uh, ran into angelo that I like another. no thank you that we'll talk to at some point and um he said you're still here yes we are still here as a matter of fact uh, folks, and um, I just I want to just take a moment and thank everyone that has uh, supported this uh, broadcast. It was pretty ambitious when we uh, set out to try to do this. I felt, and I'll go back to what I, I've said, I, I felt that the technology was there. I thought it could be done. And um, in so many different people, uh, and I also want to remind people since it is Wednesday, Ron's Pastry Gourmet is open. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Stop it and see them. Remember, de delicious calzones, everything baked fresh. They're ours at Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Their hours are Tuesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Remember, they have the Let's Go Brandon Donuts. They have the delicious calzones. They have the old-fashioned pizza strips, free coffee for police, military, first responders. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Pop in and see them. I want to also give a special shout-out to re coogan and heating folks the coogs he started the trend stepped up said let's start to help these people directly and folks that's where we came up with the coogie cash that we started giving the money directly to the people of ukraine 
the footage of that is is really remarkable call coogan heating today cooling heating plumbing coogan heating 401 732 6562 i also want to thank everyone at henry's henry oil carmine and everyone in the family folks 5210200 for henry oil 401 5210200 listen make the switch make henry oil your oil provider it's henry oil 401 5210200 here's what you need to know this is going to go on for a while um putin needs to be stopped i think um i think this is also dangerous i'm uncomfortable with this business of they're trying to ask and if he'll have any information on uh hunter biden's laptop listen uh, maybe maybe he does although i wouldn't trust anything coming out of the kremlin i wouldn't trust anything coming out of him i don't i don't think he's even anyone that should be consulted uh because he is a murderer and by the way president biden as much as it's called a misspeak he didn't misspeak he is right he is a war criminal he is a murderer he is a butcher he has bombed out and destroyed and killed all those people simply because he wants land and i fully get it it is confusing for people there are certain people on the right they do different shows there's someone who's a conservative commentator he does one show on rumble and it is every conspiracy imaginable then he does a more mainstream show for a news outlet and he doesn't mention any of that stuff so it is confusing for people i fully get that um <clears throat> but make no mistake about it hey it's good news Zelensky is still alive and he's still motivating his people um nato the world still needs to stand behind ukraine folks don't believe this business this has nothing to do as i've told you in the past and i was right this has nothing to do with hunter biden's laptop this has nothing to do with bioweapon labs has nothing to do with that that is the russians have been pushing the bio labs since 2011 there's nothing new about that story and if that was the case as russia is trying to negotiate with ukraine and supposedly even though no one believes that they are negotiating in good faith they don't even mention if the bioweapons were true and if ukraine was building nuclear weapons that had them on the border how come russia isn't mentioning that how come president trump isn't mentioning that you would think that'd be the first thing if that were the case you would imagine that president trump would say well the first thing that has to happen is that they have to get rid of those biolabs that's not happening that hasn't happened it's not going to happen so anyone that believes that foolishness and again it's these people parsing words i have no idea the motivation of some of these people i think i do but a lot of it's just speculation but <clears throat> right out of the box president trump would have said uh, when president trump was president why did he allow ukraine to have these biolabs because they've been saying it since 2011. they've been saying it for years as part of russian propaganda so if that were the case why didn't president trump remove them why doesn't he say boy they they really need to get rid of those those the, because they're not weapons they're just because of contagious diseases but it's it's not it's still no justification folks this portion of the john DePietro show is brought to my competition shooting supplies stop it and see our friend john francis competition shooting supplies benefit street in Pawtucket. and remember if you're looking to get liquid and maybe you want to um sell some of your firearms or sell them either directly or sell them on consignment contact john francis uh pop in at competition shooting supplies he also runs a great facebook page that you can uh check out as well folks this portion of the john DePietro show again i want to thank all of our sponsors on the website that has just been lighting up such as soul surplus provisions and folks everyone uh that has seen me especially when i'm in ukraine is when i wear the tactical gear it makes sense um i was wearing it today i was wearing it yesterday <clears throat> listen you have to you're entering a war zone surplus provisions pontiac avenue in cranston tanya and frank they are so fantastic and they're so professional folks they have tactical gear survival gear uh pepper spray everything you need one mile from garden city protect yourself at surplus provisions they also have a great facebook page so folks again um i also want to thank i could keep going on and on maybe i will uh no i um i also want to thank uh, propane plus 401-885-4209 make propane plus your propane provider 
especially many uh, restaurants and other businesses that suddenly are using a lot of propane, you want Propane Plus. Well, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And folks, I want to reiterate what I have been saying, and that is I I just, uh, Governor McKee, I, I, don't, I have no idea whether or not it's fair. I don't even know whether or not he, uh, if there's going to be charges brought. But he can't deny that the FBI is investigating his administration and the way that that ILO contract was handed out. And Governor McKee has various talking points. Oh, we were brand new into the administration. And, oh, we were trying to help the people of Rhode Island. And, oh, we, um, we also... We um, we were you know we didn't even have to award this in a contract. We could listen. None of that matters because what already happened happened. They were starting at five million. That ILA contract went down to two million only because then they resigned the contract. But it would seem the damage is done, and I still think there needs to be a lot of questions on exactly what role Eva Mancuso is going to play within the McKee administration. Because it sure seems that she is brought in to kind of act as his personal attorney on this. And here's the problem for Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. How is he supposed to have a press conference, do an interview, and all he's going to be asked about is the FBI probe? Now, by the way, this happened to Buddy Sancy. This happened to Buddy Sancy. After Operation Plunderdome, he suddenly, when it broke open, he, he couldn't do any interviews. And there was that famous time, actually, a lot of people may or may not remember it, but he did an interview with Truman Taylor on Channel 6, and he started yelling at Truman Taylor because Truman Taylor started asking about the probe. And CMC was saying, when I agreed to come on here, your producer told me that I would not be asked about that, and I can't talk about it, it's a legal thing. And how, that's the question, as we are right now at the end of March, how is, on this March 30th, Wednesday, March 30th, how is Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, how is he supposed to run for office where he's doing interviews, trying to raise money, and then he has to appear in a debate, and he's going to be asked about the FBI probe? And between the commercials, and it's not going away, and it's not going to be solved. And, and, and I want to remind people, it's my understanding that other people that looked at it referred the FBI to look into it. Many times there are laws that they could be federal laws that were broken as opposed to state laws. That's where the FBI comes in. So I I don't know how he—I don't know. I'm actually—maybe we're going to watch. Maybe we're going to watch and learn how Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is going to navigate having an FBI probe on his administration. And here's the real question. Are the people of Rhode Island going to elect— Summoned to a four-year term, that one year, one year, all he, he all he had to do was finish out the term for Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo. He's one year in to the term. March was the anniversary, and he's already got an FBI probe. What would four years be? Four FBI probes? I think, I think it's impossible. And you also have a very un, unpopular Democrat president with Biden. So I know I recognize that the McKee people don't want to I'm sure they don't want to hear that. But that's the question. Anyone that talks about this, the larger question, are the voters of Rhode Island truly going to vote for someone and elect someone? And here's the other problem he faces with a primary. If you're a Democrat, if you're a Democrat voter, let's just say he wins the primary. Right. September rolls around. And Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee wins the primary against Nellie Gorbea. Then he gets indicted, you know, late September, October 1st. Now it's too late. Now that's your candidate. Now what happens? Do they really want to watch as a Republican, the Republican candidate could end up being elected governor because he's under the FBI probe? One of the reasons I'm returning when I am is because I want to get on the ground with this FBI probe. I heard it's extensive. I heard it's very far-reaching. I heard it's very damaging. And, you know, folks, we've had other people. He laughed it off several months ago, Brian Crandall. Brian Crandall asked him about it. He laughed off. Oh, we didn't do anything wrong. Now, uh, the McKee people are very upset that someone leaked 
to Brian Crandall or at least NBC10 that there was, in fact, an FBI probe. Not that there is an FBI probe, just that someone leaked that there's an FBI probe. I don't see those are not the types of things that a successful campaign does. So, folks, again, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It has um, been really remarkable. It is Wednesday, March 30th. <clears throat> and so this is week four of our coverage. I will be returning to the Ocean State over the weekend. And then, obviously, we will, uh, from April on in, we will do the FBI probe. We'll do the elections and a lot more. All right. Folks, let's uh, sneak in a quick break. Again, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also... How about this? Once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. To the John DePietro Show weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, petro.com. Well, this is the first. I am in Ukraine talking to Dan McGowan. And, um, and Dan, I want to start off, uh, if you don't mind, and I know we're a little... We're going to do this a little bit shorter uh, based on time, and I apologize for that. But I want to start off, Dan McGowan, and just hear you had an incredible experience in Chicago. Boy, the Friars, if they could have had uh, some better shots in the first half, because they won the second half against Kansas, there's a very good chance, Dan McGowan, that the, uh, the PC Friars, that they would even go into the Final Four. Yeah, the ultimate jealousy that you might have, given where you are, would be if I was in <laughs> New Orleans this week for the Final Four, I think. Um, and you're right. It, it was that close. I mean, Providence played as poorly as it could have played in that first half. And, you know, in and, and Kansas, while Kansas did not shoot the basketball very well, I mean, I think the Friars looked overmatched for most of the first half. I think there were seven blocks in the first half from Kansas. And you kind of got the feeling, boy, this isn't going to go their way. Um, the only thing that, that you know, heading into the half that I kept thinking in the back of my head, I'm sure that they were saying this on television, was they just – Kansas had not pulled away from Providence. And you're, you're exactly right. Providence storms back, takes the lead uh, for a very short time. I think it was like about 25 seconds that they took the lead. But, you know, takes the lead under five minutes to go or six minutes to go. And you're really starting to get the feeling, wow, this is there's a real chance here. Uh, you know, Kansas a little bit better than Providence. That just that's just how it kind of worked out. But um, it was exciting. It was fun to be there. I will tell you, uh, Chicago was rocking with Providence fans. There were people. That's great. Uh, there were thousands of of Providence fans in that the building. That's great. That was a. They traveled incredibly well. You know, I, it's funny I, the the previous couple of weeks at the big East tournament and in Buffalo um, had really good. I, I, I had you know, courtside seats to watch the game from the, from the press row. There was so much press there that I was kind of up in the rafters and I was talking to some um, young, to students from, from the Kansas, the university of Kansas newspaper. And even they said, Oh my God, you guys have, we thought we were, we thought that the Kansas crowd was going to overwhelm uh, Providence, but it, Providence filled out. It was it was a really impressive, um, you know, pr impressive thing to see, and an impressive performance, I think, for an overall season. Too bad that it ends in the Sweet Sixteen, but a really successful kind of motivating story, good story for Rhode Island that the Friars made it that far. 
really good story, Dean McGowan, and not to turn this into a basketball segment, but <laughs> I did play basketball at Bishop Hendrickson. You know what? If, if Ed Cooley, and I don't know if anyone's asked him this, I am willing to bet if he could do anything differently, it's one thing when you prepare for another team's offense. I'm going to guess what the, what the Friars needed to do more of was prepare for their defense because it's, it's one thing if you start the game and you miss a couple of shots, but a block shot, nothing kills your confidence more than a block shot. Right. Nothing takes the air out of the ball, so to speak, of, of the offense. And when you have you know guys that are real players and they're getting their shots blocked, and what I liked was, as I was following your Twitter feed from over here, <laughs> when I saw the high number of block shots, that's, that's really hard to get out of your mind. I, I, they obviously made some halftime adjustments, but that's one of those things that separates – the team that advances and the team that gets stopped. Because obviously, Ed Cooley and his team, and again, I'm not trying to turn this into Kevin McNamara sports, but <laughs> but at, at halftime, they made the right adjustments. They, they beat Kansas in the second half. Yeah, and a big part of it was they started to make shots, right? So that, that, yeah. that solves, you know, that corrects for a lot. But you're exactly right. I think there was a point in the game where Providence had eight points and – uh, Kansas had seven blocks, right? So, it, you know, it was it was not looking very good. And you're right, it does go. It hurts their confidence. Uh, I think the challenge okay. the challenge with kind of practicing against that is pro- Kansas is just extremely athletic. There's a reason why yeah. they're the only number one seed left. They have NBA level players, and, and and Providence just will step, you know, a step behind them, but they stuck with them. Uh, I thought it was impressive. That's a game that easily could get away from you. That that was going in the direction of the Creighton game a few weeks ago, where this could have been a 25 point game, and instead adjustments get made. They start making some shots. Then suddenly you've got all the momentum. I mean, what the, what it sounded like at the United Center in the second half of that game, it was like when South Dakota State was making its little run uh, the week before, where. It doesn't matter who's in the crowd and what fans are which fans. You want to see an upset when it comes to March Madness. And everybody had sort of turned on the Jayhawks uh, and, and were really getting behind, behind Providence. I even went back and listened to the game. You know, Reggie Miller called it. And even, the, you know, you could hear it in the, in, the, uh, in the announcers that, you know, you're getting excited. Maybe there's going to be a real upset here. Another Cinderella story. And, hey, you just fell a little bit short, but good season. Fun to be there. I mean, obviously – for me, it's experience of a lifetime, so I was thrilled. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And, Dan, just to, to follow, uh, finish out our college basketball segment, I am glad to see that David Cox, the coach URI, unfortunately he's out of there, but he got picked up right away. But I'm wondering if Dan McGowan, will Peter Kiss come back at Bryant for his senior year, or does he go to the NBA? I, my guess is, uh, and, and uh, you know, this is one of those ones where it, this is completely a guess. I have no sources there or anything like that. I think he makes the, uh, another year. Uh, the only question is, is does he want to either try to make a team be hard? He's not going to, he's unlikely to be, you know, he's not going to be a first round pick, potentially yeah. a second round pick. Maybe you get picked up or do you want to start that career in Europe where you can make some money? The one thing I would say, if I was Bryant, um, you know, you make the case to him, look, you got another chance to make the NCAA tournament. There's all this money out there for college athletes. Now that's legal. You know, you are a little bit of a kind of a, a, a provocative brand. Let's yes. expand that. Maybe you make a little bit of money on the side here and you get one more year of another potential run to, to the tournament. I mean, that is now a selling point for some of the, particularly the small schools um, that they couldn't do before. Before it was, look, you know, I want to go make NBA money or I have a chance to go play in Lithuania or something like that. You know, that that is always going to take precedent. Now there is the chance you could probably put thousands of dollars in his pocket and keep him for one more year. Sure. And Dave McGowan, just one. Who were some of the people that you did run into? I was seeing some of your photos. It just seems like it was it was a great night for the state of Rhode Island. They came up on the short end. But when you go to an out of town game and a city like Chicago, which is a quick two hour flight and it's fun. Um and then all of a sudden you're seeing all these different people. Who were some of the people that you saw? Did Mayor Alorzum, did he make the trip? Was, he, I, I, some people in the state house. He did, yeah. The mayor was – both Mayor Alorza and Mayor, uh, former Mayor Tavares were there. Mayor Tavares is, is very close with Coach Cooley. In fact, fun story, when, when Ed Cooley got announced as the coach, 
Um, Mayor, it was Mayor the Mayor Tavares's vehicle, his his you know city owned vehicle that brought him to the press conference. That's how close they are. They're 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 old friends. So the mayor was there with his family. It was a lot of a lot of season ticket holders who made their way out there. Uh, you know, a lot of lobbyists, people like that. It was definitely a state house crowd. There was the what Providence did was they had a kind of a raffle for all season ticket holders. And so you got to put up, I believe it was like a hundred dollar donation to PC. And in which case, if you won the, the raffle, there was a certain number of tickets. You actually got pretty good seats at the United center. So lots of folks took advantage of it. Um, it was, it, it was one thing I got to do, John was I got to walk all around uh, the, you know, the United Center, you know, the hour before the game started and you couldn't move without seeing, you know, people in black and white. Um, so it, it, it was, like you said, quick flight, nice to be out there. Uh, I know a lot of people, I, I stayed the weekend, so I, I didn't fly back until Monday. Uh, got to see some friends and, and, and stuff who, who wanted to do the same thing. So uh, certainly Chicago was, if not Friar Town, it was, uh, it was at least Friar Light. <laughs> All right, folks, quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check them out on the website, dipietro.com, the Coesed Inn, or Rhode Island tradition since 1977, located 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers. There's always a great crowd. You can to link directly to them, and gift certificates are available, the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, and uh, Dan McGowan, in today's Boston Globe, uh, this story about this Michael Neary, who's running for the Jim Langevin C. Democrat, Congressional District 2, I mean, this, this is one of the most bizarre stories I've ever heard. When I first heard about it, and the Globe has what I've seen the most extensive story to date, when I first heard about it, I thought maybe it was like an ex-girlfriend he was stalking. This is even more disturbing than this. This seems like it was just like something out of a like a movie, like a, like a random couple, elderly couple that allegedly this guy just picked out and started terrorizing them in Ohio. Yeah, and by the way, not this isn't a, you know a police report that he you know he did this three years ago, and you know opposition research turned it up this happened like last week right <laughs> uh and yeah this this candidate by the way we should say i think a lot of people are were you know hoping when they when they click through this that it's you know a big name or you know quite frankly i think uh the there are lots of i think democrats who are hoping maybe it was a republican that that uh right. that did this but this is a democratic candidate in the second congressional district to replace Langevin, very little chance of winning. He's, you know, doesn't have an organization. He's kind of just trying to get his name out there. Um, and now I think his name is out there. He probably has bigger name recognition than anybody in the race, maybe other than Seth Magaziner, uh, all for the wrong reasons. Yeah, this is disturbing. You know, I don't know Ohio inside now. I do know that Columbus area airport very well. And you know, you start to drive anywhere outside of that city and it, it does become very rural very fast. So to be, you know, being followed home, essentially, um, you know, it, I can only imagine how terrifying it was. Now, I believe he tried to make the argument that, you know, maybe I, uh, I thought it was people I knew and then it wasn't. And I, it's just extremely disturbing. We're still waiting to find out if he's going to you know, uh, if he's going to be charged with impaired driving, the, the officer who stopped him seemed to at least assume that he was um, impaired. But uh, this certainly uh, is not the most important thing in the world. But I think it's safe to say this probably is not going to help his campaign. No, not at all. And even just to play by play. And, uh, uh, in, and again, folks, it's in today's edition of The Globe where the, you know, this couple seemingly are suddenly like, huh, that's funny that car seems like it's following us. Then they try to speed up. Then they try to slow down. You know, years ago, years ago, there was a TV movie called Dune with Dennis Weaver. And he was this guy that this trucker was like, and that's what it reminded me of. Just, I don't know what to make of this, how far it went on, how long this went on. And I, and then um, contacted the campaign, I guess the brother's the treasurer, no comment, no comment. That's your response to this. And again, folks, that is uh, just such a, a, a wild, bizarre, I, I don't even know what to make of that. And 
and that's one of those things, Dave McGowan, not to go off, but I, I, I don't even know what the penalty is, but uh, the, the, the woman was so traumatized by this, and I don't blame them, that she, she couldn't even speak at the police station because it was just some nut that was following them. Well, and the, I think the scary thing is you just hit on something that I think is really important is this is one of those things that as terrifying as it, as it was, I'm sure, for this, for this couple – there isn't it's not as though there's a you know 20 year prison sentence no. on the way for this guy there's a chance that he gets hit with you know a, a, essentially our version of a dui and he kind of skates on everything else because he didn't actually mm. act on any sort of you know he didn't he didn't he didn't it's not like he ran him off the road or approached them right. and so you know th- that's one of those things where it, you know you, you do worry now it's it's obviously it's it's just you know in your head but you do worry like this is a guy who probably will be back on the road in relatively quick period of time. And, and yeah. who knows? Hmm. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe in uh, speaking of, well, Providence, but uh, Brett Smiley kicked off his official announcement for mayor. And I'm uh, highly anticipated, but if anything, he's kind of almost to me almost been running longer than anyone. Yeah. I'm curious as someone who you covered him in the 2014 race, what is the 22 Brett Smiley compared to the 2014 Brett Smiley? Almost night and day difference. Um, you know, I think I remember, I, I think this is right, John, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you interviewed him. Maybe one of the first interviews I did when he got in the race. I I remember this. And from what I recall, I remember you being relatively impressed with him as somebody who, you know, he yep. just had an idea for everything. He was just, yes. you know, he's a mile a minute. He was at the time, right? He was eight years ago. He was relatively inexperienced when it came to, uh, you know, certainly municipal politics. He had run Charlie Fogarty's campaign for governor uh, just a couple of years before uh, losing to Don Kacheri, of course, but very close. Um, but, you know, he had, he had built a little bit of a business and he was a guy who said, you know what, I want to be the person that uh, that, you know, just has an idea for everything. You know, what you would now say is the kind of Elizabeth Warren presidency. Uh, that was Brett Smiley, you know, eight years ago. And what he's come back from, you know, after working for Mara Lorza, you know, had that whole thing where he dropped out of the race, worked for him um, and then and then going on to be Governor Raimondo's chief of staff the director of administration up until just about a year and a half ago. Um, He's come back with a much more, I would say kind of focused approach, you know, even a little critical of, of the mayor of Mara Lorza kind of saying, look, there's been too much kind of pie in the sky stuff, uh, you know, too much, uh, what I call kind of think tank, you know, in city hall work. And he says, I want to get, you know, the roads, right. I want to, you know, plow the snow, pay the roads, fix the sidewalks. And he's betting that sort of that message of, of just kind of competency in government is the thing that, that can win. I'm not totally sold on that. I think voters kind of expect that as opposed to, you know, feel really good about it. I will say though, and I, 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 inter- I talked to Brett last week uh, ahead of the kickoff. You know, I, I listened to uh, one of the radio interviews with him. You know, you hear him talk. This is a guy who, to his credit, he he doesn't have to study up on the issues. He can he can fire at you. You know, with, with, no matter any question you have, he he kind of knows where things stand, and that that gives you a huge advantage, especially early on when you, know, you look at these these candidates. Oftentimes, you're running for mayor of Providence, even though it's such a big job. You are getting a lot of people who have never had kind of been on this big stage before. And, you know, they're, they, you can almost see it in their faces. They're kind of closing their eyes to remember where they stand on various issues. Brett's pretty straightforward. He knows where he stands. He's left of center, but he's certainly not the most left of center or the furthest left of center in this race. And he thinks running a, you know, pragmatic, relatively moderate, very pro-police, certainly for him, um, oh. kind of race he thinks that's the ticket to, to, to win this thing. And, you know, while I, while I say I'm not totally sold on, on, you know, uh, quality of life as the, the winning ticket, I will say it is clear to me that he is the favorite in this race. He's raised the most money. 
Um, you know, he he certainly has kind of the most endorsements and he's doing a lot of the stuff that it takes to win. So I, I think he's off to a pretty strong start. Into Brood Awakenings and discovered the Brood difference. Two locations in Johnston, also in Cranston, Pontiac Avenue, and then also Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Brood Awakenings, they're local, fresh ingredients, cozy environment, great comfortable chairs, deli delicious breakfast sandwiches, lunch, great drinks and coffee, and plenty of room to spread out and meet people. I'll see you, and you'll discover the Brood difference at Brood Awakenings. Folks, and again, Dan McGowan's going to be modest, but he was, you were the one that broke the story. I remember it. <laughs> that Smiley was pulling out of the race. They had the press conference at it's Prospect Park right there yep. with it overlooks with the Roger Williams statue. And then just, just remind me, uh, at that press conference, when he endorsed Mayor Lorza, and then as a result of that, uh, Michael Solomon was basically in the lead to win that yep. primary. As a result of that, uh, Alorza won the primary, then took out Cianci. At that press conference, were they asked, is there a deal between the two of you? They were. Um, we all assumed it. Of course, yep. they, all, they denied it. Denied it. Uh, okay. They denied it the whole way. And that, that's going to be a factor in this race. Now, the interesting thing is what has what I am confident of. Uh, I can say this through you know years of knowing Brett. I've known Jorge Lores. I've covered him forever. Uh, there was more than a deal there. There was a... You know, I will support you for mayor next time. That was a an absolute agreement that was in place. And what you're seeing now is there's a little bit of dancing around each other. I think Brett, yeah. I think what I think Brett Smiley thinks that there is a, a moment where he would like the incumbent mayor to endorse him. Um, although he, I'm not sure that he thinks right now is the best point. Uh, mm. I also though think I think Mayor Lorza realizes you know, do I really need to, I'm leaving the job, uh, you know, whatever you think of him and there's plenty of, plenty to criticize, but you know, he's going to leave the job with his head held relatively high. He's not going to be in handcuffs or anything like that. Does he really want to mix it up and endorse, oh. you know, anybody in this race? Cause he has relationships with everyone. So there, there was an agreement, uh, you know, nothing written, but there was an agreement. I can say that for sure. And now for, you know, eight, eight years later, it will be interesting to see when and if that agreement sort of is finalized. Just because when, when Mayor Lorza won, uh, Smiley was almost, as I remember, was almost like vice mayor. Yeah, first or second hire. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Tony Simon was chief of staff. And then, but Smiley, to his credit, I was told by a number of people, he was the, if you need to get something done, he's the guy you could go to. He's the guy that could help you get something done in the city. A lot of people that were frustrated by the Lords of Campaign while Brett Smiley was there until then he went. And I think he learned a lot, by the way, from. Gina Raimondo and and I actually enjoyed a nice rapport with him during the pandemic and uh, and he and Governor Raimondo I think just played off each other really well. Um, I, I I think he's going to be a force to reckon with. Now, folks, we're a little short on time with Dan McGowan, but I do want to just mention a couple of the quick stories. One is I love the fact uh, that they and this is a real spring in Providence. The birds are back at the Superman. <laughs> yeah, the Falcons are, are uh, <laughs> you know are about to, and you could watch this. We have a link to it on our website. Uh, you're going to start to see this everywhere. You could actually watch, you know, as the the eggs hatch so uh you, you know there there is life in the superman building it just doesn't happen to be human life uh at this point two other quick things one is uh there is a big story in the boston globe head of the rhode island state police colonel manny is leaving dan mcgowan just do you believe is that you know and again i know i've known colonel manny for a long time i like him i respect him I, I consider him a friend. I think he considers me a friend. Do you think, are we getting the real story of, of why he's, he's leaving that job? I'm and I'm not saying he did anything wrong, but. I'm a bit skeptical. I'll admit it. I yeah. think, uh, I, you know, I think that, uh, I think when you get to be the Colonel of the state police, I think it's a really hard job to leave unless there's, you know, unless you're moving up. Uh, in many yeah. ways, and there aren't that many jobs to move up to. I mean, you really have to be a financially good move. This one, you know, he says he wants to go back and be a town manager. He was a very good one uh, in Narragansett, yes. so now he's going to yes. go to South Kingdown. You know, it is possible, I think, Kingstown, so maybe 
uh, you know, maybe this is just one of those things where he really wants to, you know, go back and have it a little bit easier, right? It's, it's, it is a much easier job. But, um, you know, I would have thought that he'd have at least stayed the rest of the year because you're going to have, you know, a transition now. And potentially, yeah. if you get a new governor, you're going to have another transition right after that. <laughs> Suddenly, you're cranston with all the police chiefs. That's I right. will share with you that he and I share a very good friend. And I did reach out and we actually spoke and he said off the record. And I said, you know what? Save it. No, I want to I want to know on the record why yeah. he's leaving. Finally, I just want to get your reaction to this, uh, to the FBI probe that is now uh, slowly taken over with Governor McKee. And, and, and I know you guys have not, I, I don't think, unless I missed it, written extensively about it. But I just am curious about Dan McGowan's opinion on this, because I, I think this, I think it changes the race. I don't see how it can change the race that now there's an actual FBI probe regarding that ILO contract and, and the way that the McKee administration was doing business. Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of those things. Credit to, by the way, uh, Channel Your 12, college, for, Channel 12. Yeah, for really oh, owning this story. And, and I think to the credit, I think Brian Crandall actually from 10 broke the FBI investigation. So good on him. You know, credit to those guys for doing that. Um, you know, this is one of those the, those things that it haunts you until you get some sort of finality to it. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I was surprised to hear an FBI investigation only because I thought it was kind of trickling to the end where they were going to kind of have the, where the state was going to have to kind of have this situation, meaning the attorney general's office would say, hey, you know, this was real handled incredibly poorly, but we're not sure we see any actual crime here. Now, you know, look, it doesn't even at this point, it's getting late enough to the point that it's not even going to matter unless, you know, the U.S. attorney's office or the attorney general comes out straight up and says, there was nothing here, which is super unlikely knowing both yeah. offices. Um, you know, now this is all going to make its way into commercials and all these things. It's a big cloud over Governor McKee. And you, you notice Dude. that you notice that over, you know, for the for the previous two or three weeks, Governor McKee wants to have a press conference for every single thing under the sun so he can, you know, get yeah. a little bit of attention. And the last week or two, or week, I would say, you know, you can't, you can barely get him because he's, you know, he, he kind of wants to keep this thing under wraps. It's hard. It's going to be damaging for him again, unless there is some sort of very clear evidence or, or, you know, proclamation, so to speak, that he did nothing wrong. Um, you know, again, I'm still not totally sure we're going to see any charges, but just the cloud is a huge problem for, for the politic of it all. Yeah. And, and, and two, two quick things. And I, I know we're short on time, but number one, I mean, it leads me to believe someone said normally someone that's looking at it says, you know, this may not apply to state law, but they definitely could be federal law involved, which means, hey, you know, call so and so you may want to take a look at this. That's number one. Number two, Dan McGowan, I think here is the question because they don't move quickly. Is Rhode Island going to elect someone to win the primary? who's involved with an FBI probe. In 2002, if Plenodome had been delayed, we, we may have found the answer to that. As Buddy Sands, he was still going to run for re-election until he was found guilty. But um, he would be the first governor. I mean, Governor Dupree in the late 80s had a lot of problems and ethicals and ethics questions and uh, allegations. And then he, he did lose in 1990 to Bruce Sundland. But I just come back to that. I mean, there's no way to spin this it, it, it's it's the FBI for crying out loud. They are investigating. So I think that is the question. Can someone get elected and win a primary who's involved with an FBI? Well, program? and John, we have a little bit of a, you know, if you remember, we were, you, in the last segment, we're talking about the Providence marriage race. If you go back to yep. 2014, now it is no doubt Brett Smiley dropping out, endorsing Jorge Lorza. That's what propels him to victory over Solomon and over later on Buddy Cianci. But one key factor in that race, late in the primary season, there was an, uh, an ethics commission, well, not law enforcement, but ethics commission investigation into Michael Solomon. And for the rest of the, the, that primary, he was yeah. the candidate that is under investigation. Um, I don't know if, it, if that's what killed his campaign. It mm. certainly hurt him uh, yeah. heading in because you could say you, you, every, every time they talked, it was – well, he's under investigation. He, he might be correct. Right. And yep. that's the thing. And I will say this about Dan McKee, as you and I have talked about for months now, a year now, 
he's a guy who gets very sensitive. If you start to, you know, if he starts to hear, oh, I'm under investigation, I'm under investigation, he he may not be able to kind of handle that um, no. in the in the way that somebody like Gina Raimondo would have kind of laughed it <laughs> off, right? Yeah, let's be real. Do you want to see? I want to see him sit down for a newsmaker interview or in a debate, and then but he can't he can't answer those questions. That's right. Even, right. You know, Cianci was the, maybe the only one that could dismiss some of that stuff, but I believe now. Dean McKee's opponent is is actually not Nelly Gobea and Helena Folks. I think his new opponent is the media. I mean, he. I think he just must absolutely feel and blame Channel Twelve. Like, well, and, they're, and, <laughs> and they're, you're right. And and you know what else is is? Uh, and I heard this last week. Granted, I was in Chicago, so I wasn't on the the case in this ca- in this story. But you know, the messaging that I heard was once again, this is going to make you laugh. They were more concerned with who leaked the FBI yes. investigation than they yep. were about the fact that there is one. And that's yeah. always a bad sign. Wow. Folks, again, uh, even though I am overseas, even though as we speak, I am in Ukraine, I still get roadmapped. <laughs> Dan McGowan, <laughs> if you would be so kind to alert people how they can also. Uh, folks, it's free. It lands in your inbox. It gives me links to all the top stories. It tells me things I don't know. And the guy is beyond modest. He's constantly breaking news. Go right ahead, Dan McGowan. Well, in my, I should say, what I do is I stay up all night and watch John DePetro's live stream from Ukraine. <laughs> and then you you have lunch reading uh. Roadmap. So it's a perfect thing. Um, yeah, everyone out there, very simple. Just send me a blank email. It's completely free. All you have to do is just send the email to rinews at globe.com. rinews at globe.com. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. He is Dan McGowan. Dan, great job as always. I return to the Ocean State over the weekend, and then we'll uh, catch up next week. Stay safe for the next couple of days. Looking forward to you being back stateside. (laughs) Great. Thank you, Dan McGowan. Bye. portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. You know, delicious food inside the Lodge Pub and Eatery, a tradition since 1994 also check out the beautiful new deck that they've added hey they're going to have some nice seating out there and also they'll do the igloos the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln you're listening to the john DePietro show on am 1380 99.9 fm folks remember you can always listen online at our website depetro.com check out the website depetro.com we have original unique exclusive stories videos content all our links to social media facebook twitter instagram youtube it's all right there and that's also the best way to reach me log on at the website depetro.com depetro.com if you're ever in an accident pick up the phone and call west fountain auto body today 401-272-3340 were you in an auto accident someone damaged your vehicle folks it can happen whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best. And if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement 
your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brother's Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brother's Disposal, 401 401- 6880517 whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings call brothers disposal today come on brother call brothers disposal 401-6880517 look for them on facebook brothers disposal get a dumpster in your driveway 401-688-0517 you're listening to the john DePietro show on am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com now while you're there uh there's a lot of exclusive stories folks we cover stories the rest of the media ignores it's real news whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break, log on at the website. That's also the best way to reach me, by the way. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just scroll down a little bit. You'll see a, a button that says Contact John. You can also support the program. You you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com. And it's all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, so you can watch Facebook Live or also twitter or youtube or instagram so take a minute and then also we have some great sponsors there as well it is a happening check it each day it's dipetro.com well health continues to be an important part of our daily lives that's why you need to stop in and see the queen of health it's maria it's my health because it's your health but it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland look for her on facebook you can also call her at 401 401- 305-3585. You know where she is, right in that very majestic old white church diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's my health. And inside, pop in, you'll see vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Wait till you see the selection over 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices purchased by the ounce, plus boxed herbs and teas, plus hemp and CBD products. Stop in natural skincare products, hair care products. It's my health because it's your health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. To check out our website, dipetro.com, dipetro.com, which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Centerdale Revival comfort food and cocktails located 2025 smith street in north providence shane and his crew what a wonderful job they've done winner of several rhode island best of awards best of rhode island awards the senadale revival delicious food cocktails a lot of fun stop it and see them 2025 smith street in north providence propane plus for heating and cooling call propane plus today in massachusetts 508 252 3359 in rhode island propane plus number 401-885-4209 it's the johnson family it's propane plus the leading full service provider of propane to rhode island and southeastern mass not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries but they can service your entire heating cooling system and install any propane or natural gas appliances locations in east greenwich and also in rehoboth remember propane plus is energy for everyone it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and also now it's renewable online at propaneplus.com propane plus heating and cooling in massachusetts call the rehoboth office 508-252-3359 and in rhode island 401-885-4209 you can depend on propane plus <laughs> 